0: Hello and welcome back to another Wednesday devotion. I am Pastor Mario and I am a pastor here at Living Hope Church in Medina, Ohio. Every Wednesday we take a look into some things that we're teaching the youth here at our church and kind of compressing it and turning it around for a devotional for you. Most of the time when I'm preparing for youth teachings, I Again, I've mentioned this before, I I realize that this this is good stuff um, that's not only available to encourage the youth, but also available to encourage the parents, to encourage the grandparents, to encourage everyone else in our church. And so we started this Wednesday devotion to look at some of those things. But today is going to be a little bit different, as we're not going to be exegeting a specific passage in Scripture as we have been doing, but we're going to be more looking at a question that I think many of us ask or have been asking or may have asked uh, in past days. Um, And that question is, what exactly is going on with Gen Z? Gen Z being the youth of our day, the teenagers, the middle schoolers. What exactly is going on with Gen Z, the youth in our society are growing up in some of the darkest days that even most of us have ever been through. I mean, a lot of them are navigating this redefining in our culture of sexuality Um, and even trying to navigate and understand their own mental health. Mental health is on the rise like crazy in our culture. A lot of it's contributed to the pandemic. Uh, Being isolated in quarantine a lot of those things contribute to severe mental health such as depression anxiety Suicidal thoughts all of those things the youth and teens of our day the middle schoolers are all dealing with All of this kind of stuff and so today I want to look at two factors that I believe are contributing to the, the dilemmas in Gen Z um, that they face and why it's important for you and for me to understand these things. We, we have to understand and, and make an effort and an intentional, um, an intentional effort into understanding why Gen Z does the things that they do, why they think the way that they do. We have to understand understand why they do what they do or or, or um, even the logic behind a lot of what they believe because if we're called to reach the next generation which we are Jesus calls the older generations to pour into the next generation and build them up in Christ and so if that is our calling we must seek out okay how do we how do we do that how do we do that how do we do that in a way that actually helps them and doesn't push them away from the church and away from christianity so we're going to be exploring this question today Uh, and so i would love if you would join me join me as we attempt to understand gen z and a lot of these complexities that they face i pray that you are blessed by this if you're a parent please tune in this would be great for you if you're a grandparent if you have cousins or nephews or nieces if you have any youth in your life This would be a great episode for you to tune into. So join me as we explore this question. So first, there has been a recent trend on the popular app called TikTok. I don't know if you're familiar with TikTok. I always tell the youth in our church, I will never get a TikTok because I'm just so against it. Um, But it's very popular among the youth of our day. Uh, now, there's a popular trend that my wife and I just discovered, I would say, two days ago, and the trend is called shifting. And the goal of this trend is to attempt to escape your current reality and enter into your desired reality, right? That sounds crazy, okay? Now, though this new trend is nothing less or any softer than a form of witchcraft, which it is, um, it is. It. It is a form of inducing your mind to visualize certain things and to do certain breathing exercises to get your body to uh, relax in a certain way to help you to engage in thoughts that you're trying to hyper focus in on and all of these different things. In my personal opinion, I believe that that is indeed a form of witchcraft, but I think that with this trend, it reveals something about Gen Z that I believe is important for us to understand. And for us to understand why even these trends pop up in the first place. I found myself thinking, like, why is, this, why is this even a thing? And how does this even happen? How did trends like this even just come up? And I think in order for us to really understand that, we need to understand what's underneath the trend. What's underneath? What are, what are teens looking for when they're doing these things? The youth in our day, here's a reality check for us, for for us to understand. The youth in our day long for an experience. They long for it. They want it. An experience, something to be remembered. It's not enough anymore to simply just be informed about a particular place. We need to go and we need to experience it. It's not enough to just watch a movie, but we need to have the full 4K experience, right? The longing for an experience isn't a bad thing, but I think what makes it dangerous is when you depend on experience to feel the value of life, where you're depending on your good experience and measuring the value of your life based on these experiences. That's when I think it can become dangerous. Our youth are growing up in a culture that bases all truth, off fact, on feelings, on how you feel in a particular moment. And so naturally we will see things like teens attempting to create realities based on how they feel in particular moments. That's that We should expect that if our culture is promoting this idea that your feelings are the truth. If I currently feel depressed, this is an example. If I currently feel depressed, of course I'd want to escape into a reality of peace. If I am bored with my life, with church, with school, with my family, naturally I'd want to live a life of adventure and thrill and try to get to somewhere where I can experience what I'm not getting here. Naturally, that's, that's what we should expect. The youth in our churches are not exempt from these feelings of longing for experience. Many of them have non-Christian friends who promote a life of thrill and fun. They watch movies that create fantasies of perfect love and relationships. I just spoke with this, uh, spoke this last week to our youth, where we live in a culture that is discipling us to find fulfillment in certain things that aren't real. You know, most of our youth believe that if they can only find the right person or marry the right person or marry the right celebrity or whatever, that they would have a perfect love life. That they, there would be no, it would just be all bliss, no trouble, no struggle. That's a lie from the enemy. And that comes from the fantasies that we see in these movies. Our mission as Christ followers is to disciple our youth to depend on Jesus, not their feelings. Okay. And this isn't just for our youth, but it's for us, too. We need to be discipled to depend on Jesus, not our feelings. We need to communicate with teens and have actual conversations about why they long for the things that they want to experience. This means that we need to be intentional with the teens in our life, with the youth, the middle schoolers in our life. We need to engage with them and learn why they long for the things that they do. Because here's the thing, most likely that longing that they have is a cry for Jesus to satisfy them at the core of their heart. They may not know that, right? They may not know that 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 longing that they experience or that they're wanting in an experience, that, that that's actually a cry for Jesus to fill a void in their heart or to meet a need in their heart and we need to be ready to um, communicate with them. This is why you feel the way that you do. This is what's underneath your longing for wanting to experience the things that you want to experience. We have to be ready to do that. And I think um, I think it'd be great uh, if, if we could get to a place of intentionally engaging our youth Especially in our churches, um, and not shying away from this, these things or, or just um, shooing it away like it's a phase in their life. They'll get over it, they'll get over what they're dealing with. You know, it's important for us to engage in those moments. This leads me to my next factor that I think contributes to the confusion that's going on in Gen Z. It's one word identity. Identity. More than any other struggle that Gen Z faces today, I think the confusion and identity is probably the most potent. This is the area that I believe the culture and the enemy is trying to confuse. Um, as mentioned before, an experience-driven lifestyle an experience driven lifestyle will naturally be led by feelings right we talked about that earlier it is when we depend on these feelings that we can quite literally lose our identity okay would we depend on how we feel in particular moments our identity will always shift it will not be stable it will not be secure because our feelings are not secure and they are not stable Right We have mood swings, we have angry moments, and then within the next hour, we feel peace and love for the person we were just angry at, right? Our feelings are all over the place, and if we're basing our identity and feelings and experience, we will lose our identity we We will not get a grasp on identity at all. It's not that Gen Z doesn't want to know who they are or that you or I don't want to know who we are or, or the purpose that they have in their life. Like like if you go to Target, right? If you go to Target, I mean, that they, they you walk in and then as soon as you walk in, the first thing you see is the clothes section, right? Almost at every Target I've been to, the clothes section is the first thing that you see. And it's in this section that they have all the really cool shirts and really trendy things. And they have shirts that say things like, be you to full, right? With emphasis on the be you, trying to make a play on words, like saying that you as you are is the most beautiful that you will be, right? Or like believe in yourself, or you do you, or follow your heart. These kinds of sayings, right? All of these point to reality that we all desire to know who we are, and be confident in that identity. But when you have a culture that runs on experience and how you feel in particular moments, teens, middle schoolers, young adults, even us who are full-blown adults, we will naturally feel swayed in so many different ways. We're going to be pooled. They're going to be pulled in so many different ways if they are basing their confidence and identity, in experience and how they feel. If this is the reality that our teens face in society, and yes, in our churches too, I don't care what church you go to or how big your church is or how healthy your church is or whatever the case may be, there are teens in your church that are facing these struggles. And so the question is, how can we help them move towards a secure and firm identity that does not change with feelings or circumstances. That's the goal, to get to a place of true identity that does not change with circumstances or life uh, experiences or uh, feelings in particular moments. We need true, firm identity. And so the question is, how do we move our youth towards that? I have three things. First, we need to first understand where that identity is ourselves, right? If we're going to try to help the youth in our life understand where to find true identity, we have to have true identity for ourselves first. And this is where intentional devotion with Jesus comes in. True identity can only be found in Christ. He is the only one who has Every single person's true identity because it is him who formed us and created us. He's the one who made us. And so naturally, only he has our identity. We can't expect to find our identity in a job or a person or an experience because those things did not make us. Those things did not create us. And so naturally, those things do not have the answers to our identity questions. Only Jesus does. And we need to know that for ourselves before we can give that to the teens in our society and in our churches. Second, we need to listen. Okay, this is probably one of the most important things. And speaking to myself as well, we need to listen, right? We need to listen to the youth. We can't reach our youth if we degrade them from believing things like they could change their gender or fluctuate between realities. As crazy as these things sound and as untrue as they are, there is a need underneath them that must be heard and understood. These things are not just creating themselves or coming out of nowhere. There is a need within a person's heart, a teen's heart, that is not being met. And so these things are being produced in our culture as trends to try to fill this need that is not being met. And so this means that we need to listen. We need to actually pay attention to what our youth are saying. Don't just blow it off as something crazy or something stupid. We need to listen to them intentionally so that we understand where the gaps are in their identity, where the gaps are in their understanding, and this would help us. This would help us to to um, communicate with them. Hey, I think you're I think you're going to that or liking that trend because I think you really want to be known, or because I really think you are missing this thing in your life, or whatever the case may be. We need to listen. We need to learn to listen to the youth in our life. And finally, we need to show them true identity. Emphasis on show. We need to display it. We need to show it. We need to be an example of it, right? What I mean is this. It's not enough to command or even just say where to find true identity. It's not enough to just say, hey, read your Bible or hey, um, follow Jesus and everything will be good. Hey, go to church. Everything will be good. Go to youth group. Everything will be good. It's not enough to just say that. We need to lead them down the road of discipleship. We need to disciple our youth in how to read the Bible, how to read it when they don't feel like reading it, how to pray, how to combat thoughts of insecurity and um. Uh, feelings of inadequacy, we need to teach our children, our youth, um, how to engage against these types of things. right? We can't just be passive anymore in Christianity. We need to learn how to do this. We need to. And it's hard. It's really hard to 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 um, to be intentional with these things. Because it's hard, uh, youth are, are hard, especially when they're all together and 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 they are friends. I experience it every time at youth group. Um, they're very loud and they're very crazy, and they love you know TikTok dances and all of these other things. You know, it's crazy. It's hard, and maybe sometimes you won't understand a lot of what they're saying. Uh, but that doesn't give us reason to be passive. Jesus loves the youth in our culture. He loves the youth in our churches. And that means that we can't only depend on the youth pastor or the lead pastor to disciple our youth. Every member of the church has a mandate from Jesus to disciple not just adults, not just the people in Bible study, but our family members, our cousins, our nieces, our nephews, our daughters, our sons, our youth. We all have to be engaged in this. And that means that we have to get to a place of, okay, Lord, who are the youth in my life? And how can I encourage them? How can I lead them, disciple them into truth? Reaching the teens in our culture, and this is so important. This is so important. Reaching the teens in our youth or or reaching the teens in our culture means first reaching the teens in our churches. Okay. If we want to change and impact our current culture, we need to get serious about discipling the next generation. This is this is a reality because it's the youth of today that will lead the culture tomorrow. When, when the Lord calls us home and our generation home, who's going to be here leading the culture? The youth of today. And if we continue to let the youth be swayed and, and convinced and um, persuaded by the current instability of the culture, we're gonna have more instability in our youth later down the road. If, if we want to impact the culture, we we have to be serious about discipling the youth of today. We have to. That is that is just common sense and and um, but it's also a reality check, too. Um it's challenging. It's totally challenging. Totally 100% t- challenging to to do. Uh, even for me as a youth pastor. So all in all, uh, I know this wasn't necessarily a devotional type of uh, um, episode. But I think it's important. I think it's really important for us to... Um, To have some bridges to connect on how to meet our youth where they're at. We have an obligation to understand the youth of our culture and of our churches. We can no longer, again, settle for passive Christianity because teens don't want that, right? They don't want to just believe stuff. It's not enough to just believe. Um, They want to believe in something tangible and worthwhile, which I believe they can have in Christ. I believe that that is the Christian life, a tangible and worthwhile adventure full of um, twists and turns more than any Greek mythology uh, story or Harry Potter book can ever give someone. That's what I believe. I really believe it. I mean, read the book of Acts. You will see the intensity and craziness of living a Christ-driven life. And so our goal is to show our youth in our churches that, to show them that is what God is calling you into. And when we do that in our churches, that's going to mobilize them to go out into their schools, into the workplace, into uh, wherever they go, to be real impactors in society, like like youth reaching youth, uh, relating to other youth and showing other youth where they can find true identity, right? Isn't that isn't that what we want? And so, if we're gonna if we if we desire for the youth of our culture who don't know Jesus to come into true identity found in Christ, we need to disciple our youth to be able to go get them, to be able to go and live a sent missional life. And so anyways, I get fired up. I'm sorry. I get fired up about that because just imagine how that would be. Um, Anyways, this is a longer podcast uh, today. I hope, you know, that's not inconvenient for you. But it is a longer subject matter. And um, I encourage you. I encourage you um engage in some conversation with your youth today tomorrow this week um if you see your nieces and nephews if you see your grandchildren who are teens or middle schoolers engage in some things get to know the trends okay yeah get to know the trends that the youth are doing right parents get to know these apps tiktok snapchat uh First of all, for the safety of your child, but also ch- just to understand what it is that they are engaging in, and how to make connection points with them and relatability with them, and um, that would be my encouragement. Let's let's go out and let's be intentional with the youth in our churches. Let's encourage them. Let's disciple them. Let's teach them and train them, so that. They way, that way they could go out to their schools and to their working places and, and live on mission for Jesus, right? That's what we want for our kids. That's what we want for our youth to be, to, to live holy, upright, amazing lives. And so this is our part into pouring into that goal. So thank you for joining us for, well, it's just me, but thank you for joining me on this podcast. I uh, hope this was encouraging for you. If you liked it, I encourage you to share it. If you know anyone with kids, teens, that are just kind of struggling with Gen Z stuff and struggling with understanding a lot of these trends, uh, share the share it, share the podcast. Um, we don't only post sermons on the podcast. We have the Wednesday devotional. And as you can tell today, Um, The Wednesday devotionals won't always be exegeting a particular passage, but also um, understanding culture and youth and young adults and um, certain trends in our culture and how to combat them. And so I pray that you go out encouraged and uh, join me next week for another Wednesday devotional. Blessings.